This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of That Six. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to talk to you guys again. Um, you know, I, I love it. Another week gone. Obviously, you know, I, I want to start off by saying it's, well, it was a longer absence than I anticipated. Um, essentially, you know, it was Easter week. I left last Wednesday when I was supposed to record. Sure, I could have pumped out an episode. Not a whole lot happened, man. It was pretty repetitive. Um, I, I, looking back on it, I should have uploaded. I should have, you know, at least talked about when it came to, you know, doing my division previews and my division recaps for the year, which I'm going to continue today. Uh, I should have jumped in and did that. Um, so I, I do apologize for the absence. No episode last week and whatnot. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man. So another week gone. Another exciting week of hypothesizing and new acquisitions for some teams. Um, and with the details out of the way, let's jump into episode 14. So starting off, what I am going to do is I will be previewing the NFC North. So for anybody who doesn't know, that is the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers, and then the Minnesota Vikings. So starting off with Chicago. So Chicago is is one of those really interesting teams. You know, I coming into the year, I did not think Chicago was going to be very good at all. You know what I'm saying? I expected them to get maybe two, three wins, maybe. And then they came out and they beat the San Francisco 49ers, who were held in, in pretty high regards with that rain game. They beat them 19 to 10, followed that up with a loss to the Green Bay Packers, 27 to 10. Uh, loss to the Texans, loss to the, or a win against the Texans, I'm sorry, 23 to 20. Loss against the Giants, a loss against the Vikings and the Commanders, a win against the New England Patriots, a, and then a, a very, very long loss streak. Um, shout out Kenny G who just came and, and flipped me off through the window of real, real mature, real appropriate Kenny. Um, but it, it followed up with a loss against the Cowboys, Dolphins, Lions, Falcons, Jets, Packers, Eagles, Bills, Lions, and then the Vikings to close their season out. Not exactly a star studded season for Chicago is, is what you'll say there, obviously with, and, and it did have big implications when you look at Chicago losing in week Week 18 and Houston winning in week 18. It's so weird to say week 18. Is it even? Yeah, it's week 18. Yeah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Um, but but the game did have actually a lot of playoff implications. Not playoff implications. I'm tripping. A lot of draft implications. Obviously, with Houston winning their game, Chicago losing, that brought Houston down to pick two, Chicago up to pick one. And as far as who Chicago was going to take, they were going to take a quarterback. But it did allow them to facilitate facilitate a trade for the number one overall pick, which is what they did, you know, obviously with Carolina. And I mean, they got a real good haul for it. They got DJ Moore. They got, you know, the ninth pick this year, the first overall or first round pick in the next draft, uh, a second round pick that the Carolina Panthers got from the San Francisco 49ers for Christian McCaffrey and pick number 61. And then a 2024 second round pick, I believe is what it was. So, I mean, when you look at that, Chicago made out pretty well because I think if they stayed it too, obviously they would have had the chance to trade down, and, and maybe they would have. But at pick number two and pick number one, it's like pick number two, you could you could see him grabbing Will Anderson. 
you know, but instead they they decide to trade down. Still going to get a pretty solid player, and then they have a lot of draft capital moving forward. So uh, that, that week eighteen, you know, usually obviously they were in tank mode, but they decided to elect uh, to stay with Justin Fields. That is who really led their team in essentially everything. Uh, Justin Fields was their leading passer at 2,242 passing yards with seven touchdowns and a 56.2 QBR. Not great by any means. Um, as far as, but I'll talk about his rushing upside. Uh, just, Justin Fields led the Bears in rushing with 1,143 rushing yards, 160 carries and eight touchdowns, brings his total to 25 touchdowns on the year. You know, take that as you will. Uh, obviously, he has that ru- rushing upside, and we saw Justin Fields kind of have a breakout year on the ground from that standpoint. And then Cole Komet <laughs> actually led the Bears in receiving uh, with 544 yards. They did essentially trade for uh, Chase Claypool, who I'm trying to think how that figure how that worked out. Um, it, it was the Bears. You know, they traded a second overall or a second round pick. Essentially, you know, when you look at it with the Miami Dolphins forfeiting their pick with tampering and, and whatever you want to eye. Is it, is it tampering? I think it's tampering in the NFL. Tampering is tampering regardless of what league and sport it is. <laughs> um, but, yes, they forfeited their first-round pick. So that essentially came to the 32nd pick in the NFL draft that, that the Bears traded for Chase Claypool. So, you know, yeah. Is, is that even accurate? Uh, <laughs> I th- that's how I thought it was. Um, let me look at this real quick. Okay, okay, okay. Round two. Yes, yes, yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers do have the first pick in the second round, so I'm not I'm not totally tripping. Um, they ranked dead last in passing yards per game at 130.5. First in, in rushing yards per game. We saw David Montgomery kind of have a better year um, with 177.3 rushing yards. Last in points against, 27.2 points per game they gave up. And then 23rd in the points per game at 19.2. So, I mean, the Bears the Bears did not have a good year. There's no way to sugarcoat that. I think that, and as much as this hurts to say me because, for me to say, because at, at this point in this stage in the NFL and my fandom, I am a clinical, habitual scientific like systematic Chicago Bears hater bro like I I don't want to see this team succeed right I don't I don't want to see Justin Fields succeed and I wasn't a huge Bears fan coming into the trade and coming into the offseason and and all that but uh the, the the trade sure as hell did not help I'll put it that way um but yeah moving on to some of the Bears transactions they've had a busy offseason like I said getting that trade acquiring DJ Moore or a real wide receiver one in the Chicago room is it's gonna be big man I mean let's not sugarcoat it uh, they've been playing around with Deontay Johnson George Pickens had a pretty solid year last year Chase Claypool then you throw DJ Moore in there <sighs> Justin Fields doesn't have any excuses man he doesn't have any excuses at all and, you know, they had a solid run game last year and they lost David Montgomery, but they gained Deonta Foreman who had, you know, 900 rushing yards and nine starts. So I think that their rushing game is going to be good. Justin Fields just doesn't have any excuses. I don't know how great their defense is going to be, but I think that the pieces are there on offense. And if you think Justin Fields is your guy, he needs to definitely take a step up in production. So moving on to some of their more, you know, acquisition, ac- acquisitions they made. 
Sick English, bro. Um, they did sign Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Deonta Foreman from the Carolina Panthers, PJ Walker to back up Justin Fields, Nate Davis, Demarcus Walker, and Robert Tunyon. So some solid pickups there. You know, nothing too crazy. Outside of DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds is a big sign. They gave that boy a bag. So that was big with Roquan Smith leaving towards the end of the year. However, they did lose guys like Darrington Evans, David Montgomery, Nikhil Harry, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, and Riley Reef. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Um, but, man, I, it's interesting, bro. So now I'm going to talk about you know what I think of the future for Chicago. It's interesting, man. They have a lot of draft capital. There's a lot of really good players coming in these next couple of drafts. Maybe if Justin Fields isn't your guy and Carolina sucks, then you can either package your picks together and move up in the draft for a guy like Kalen Williams, a guy like Drake May. Um, I, God, what's his name, bro? What's his name? Uh, Malik, Malik Penix. Michael Penix, I'm sorry. Um, he played at Indiana, and my dad's a big IU fan. So uh, a lot of people think that Michael Penix is some – some real good quarterback, and maybe he is. Maybe he is. It's just not from what I saw at IU. But uh, maybe you see them package their picks together and move up for a guy like Caleb Williams, who I think is going to be a very, very hot commodity next year. Um, or or maybe they just chill with Fields and continue to build around him, I think, in the draft this year. I personally think that Chicago is going to go after a wide receiver at pick number nine. I think you look at guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba. You look at a guy like Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, I think that there's a lot of guys. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is like, as of right now, I mean, he's he's the guy I've mocked to Chicago this whole time. Like, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and lie. I think that they're going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, but maybe they go defense. Maybe they go a different route. It's going to be interesting to see how the draft plays out this year. They could also go Bijan Robinson. Uh, they have Deonta Foreman, but and, and Khalil Herbert, but. I could see them, you know, playing around with it a little bit. And you can, you know, Bijan Robinson is a is a dog. I mean, let's not let's call a spade a spade here. I think Bijan Robinson's a dog and if you think, hey man, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, we saw Carolina with Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman last year. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones complement each other real well. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Deonta Foreman, Bijan Robinson. You know, and, and Bijan's a special talent. We haven't seen a guy like this, a guy get talked as far as the running back position in the top top ten, let alone first round, first round, let alone top ten. I, I switched it, bro. Um, since who was the first, who was the last guy? I guess Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went in the first round, but um, but 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 guys like Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. I don't even think yeah, Derrick Henry wasn't a first round. Derrick Henry wasn't a first rounder, was he? I got I to gotta fact check this because I don't want to look stupid. Derek Henry draft. Okay, I missed I miss the enter button. Yeah, he was, he was pick number 45. He was not a, uh, not a first rounder. So, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see, you know, at what route they go at pick number nine. Maybe they trade down, try to get some more picks, some, some later first round picks. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Um, I do think that... As much as this pains me to say, I think if Justin Fields can emerge and really take a step up in production this year, then I think that they have a pretty bright future. And any team you see with all that draft capital, it's hard to sit here and say, okay, well, they don't have, they don't have a future. Like, no, that's just not how it works. I still think the Seattle has an extremely bright future. I think the Detroit 
has an extremely bright future. And a lot of that is due to the, the amount of draft capital that they have. You get two first rounders in, in one draft. We've seen how it can it transform a team. Last year, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau was probably the, the worst duo out of them. You look at Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, two offensive rookie of the years. That's major, bro. Like that's huge. So, so having draft capital is just, just major and, and massive for a team, especially a team that's rebuilding. So I would, I would, as much as it pains to say me, I would say that Chicago's future is pretty bright. Moving on to the team who I projected to go second and kind of fought over, you know, how it was going to end up. But moving on to third in the NFC North, we have the Green Bay Packers at eight and nine. So, man, the Green Bay Packers just, uh, how do I put it, man? The Green Bay Packers were interesting this year. Sometimes they looked real good. They uh, opened their season to a loss against Minnesota, uh, two straight wins against Chicago and Tampa Bay, a win against New England, a loss against the – I mean, they went on a real bad skid here. What is that? One, two, three, four, five straight losses to the Giants, Jets, Commanders, Bills, Lions, a win against the Cowboys, two straight losses against the Titans and the Eagles, made a real solid run at the playoffs with wins against Chicago, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Vikings, and then lost to the – uh, Detroit Lions, twenty to sixteen. Which, if they won, they could have uh, could have gained that uh, you know, that playoff spot and whatnot. Man, I think that the Packers are much like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like their future, their future is not looking too bright. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and this is why I say that. And I think that they're going to get some draft capital from. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he's ever moved, which is which takes me to my like acquisitions, who they gained and who they lost. So they gained Eric Wilson, Keyshawn Nixon, Matthew Orzik, Jonathan Ford, Justin Hollins. Nobody too significant, man. But they lost a lot of players. They lost Aaron Rodgers, maybe question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point. I don't know what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they're going to get the deal done. I don't know if they're waiting till the draft, but it doesn't make sense to wait till the draft because you want those draft picks for compensation. I don't know if they're waiting to see how it shakes out. I don't know what New York's doing. I don't know if they can't get the compensation right. It's not a done deal. Uh, they they lost some of their targets. I just saw something that the Jets are trying to get Odell Beckham, or not Odell Beckham. They were trying to get Odell Beckham, but now they're trying to, you know, look to make a run at DeAndre Hopkins to sweeten up the deal for Aaron Rodgers. He already said he'll play there, but now they're just trying to work out the compensation. Things have been real quiet as of late. Hell, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I do think Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet next year. It's just a matter of the deal getting done. Um, they also lost Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, Chris, By- Chris Barnes, Adrian Amos, Randall Cobb, Mason Crosby, and Mercedes Lewis, who's Amos to Mercedes Lewis, Mason Crosby, and Randall Cobb are all free agents. But, you know, Cobb is probably going to go to the Jets if Rodgers goes there. Amos probably isn't going to resign. Crosby probably isn't going to resign. And Mercedes Lewis probably isn't going to resign. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, which, which leads me to, you know, and we already kind of talked about Aaron Rodgers, but he's really the big wild card. It's interesting to see how Jordan Love is going to step into this offense and play football. Um, then you got A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. They signed Aaron Jones back on a friendly deal this year because what? I mean, it wasn't looking too great, you know, and that's the thing that I don't understand. And they did this in one draft. They were like, look, we're going to take, we are going to take, um, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. We're going to take Jordan Love to pair with Aaron Rodgers. And then we're going to take AJ Dillon to pair with Aaron Jones. Just didn't make any sense to me, man. Like 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for depth and whatnot, but when you put a, a waste of first round, and this was one of Rodgers' big problems with Green Bay, it's like he, he never had super – for the last couple of years, he hasn't had super wide receiver options. Ever since Tay left, you know, and I guess that was only last year, but that really certainly didn't help. But even then, it was like he had Devontae Adams and, and everybody else was kind of just there. And they continuously, you know, they drafted Quay Walker, you know, and there were still some first-round wide receivers out there last year when they made that pick. And he just – I don't know what they're going to do, man. I, 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 I don't know, bro. But, um, you know, what are they going to do in this draft? Like, like, I'm sitting here looking at their, their depth chart right now. Their wide receiver room consists of Christian Watson, who had a pretty good rookie year last year, Romeo Dobbs, Samore Torre, Bo Melton, Jeff Cotton. Like, does that sound like a crazy wide receiver room to you? And sure, sure they can run the ball on anybody. They still got David Bakhtiari. They still got John Runyon. They still got, you know, I'm saying Elton Jenkins. They still got Josh Myers, Yash Nijman. Still got Royce Newman on the bench. Sure, they can run the ball, man, but uh, they don't have a tight end. Outside of Christian Watson, they don't really have a lot of wide receivers. So that's what I look for Green Bay to do. And obviously, they wanted to get this trade done so they could get the Jets' first-round pick. Maybe go wide receiver tight end there. Probably isn't going to happen. Probably isn't even going to happen for a first-rounder. So what I what I see Green Bay doing is I have them taking Michael Mayer at pick number 15. Um, Matt Stillman, who's a good friend of mine who, who goes to try and we talk a lot of football, he said he would like, he wants Darnell Washington real bad. I don't know if you reach at Darnell Washington at pick number 15. I just don't know if you do it. I think he's more of a second rounder. And sure, he could probably fall. He could probably fall to, uh, to Green Bay in that second round and whatnot. But I don't know what they're going to do, man. I'm interested to see how, uh, what's his face? Jordan Love comes in and plays football. He subbed in for Aaron Rodgers a couple times last year and didn't look too bad. So I think it'll be interesting to see him finally get the keys to the franchise. But man, I am so sick of this Aaron Rodgers Chronicles that we just have to go through every single year, bro. It's just like Lamar Jackson at this point, who it doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's leaving either. I'm sick of, you know, hearing that Rodgers is fed up with his team and he's fed up with the situation. He wants to go somewhere else. And he gets a chance to go somewhere else and resigns with Green Bay. Now he's not going to get traded to New York. I, I just don't know what it is, bro. Like either, either play where you want to play, either play in Green Bay or do all you can to get out of there and just fully accept that. Stop making demands. Just, just go to a different team or, or hell, just retire, bro. Because I'm really sick of the whole Chronicles. It's holding Green Bay fans back. It's holding the Jets fans back. It's holding Aaron Rodgers fans back. Hell, it's holding football players back, man. And it's just real annoying, bro. But, yeah, man, I don't I – I mean, unless Jordan Love comes out and the Packers have a big draft, which they very easily could, unless they come out – I see the North being pretty competitive between the Vikings and the Lions going forward. And Unless, unless Green Bay makes some big moves, man, I, I don't think they have a very bright future. I just don't. I'm sorry. Um, so that brings me to the team that I have or that finished second in the NFC North, which happens to be the Detroit Lions, finishing at 9-8. and eight. 
So they started off the season real shaky, a loss to the Eagles, win against the Commanders, brought them to one and one, and then they went on a one, two, three, four, five-game losing streak against the Vikings, Sea Chickens, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, and Packers. Three straight wins against the oh no, they beat the Packers. Sorry, three straight wins against the Packers, Bears, Giants, loss to the Bills. Three more straight wins against the Jaguars, Vikings, and Jets. A loss to Carolina in Week 16. And then two straight wins against Chicago and Green Bay. And they put that mollywop them boys in Chicago. Um, I think the Lions have a real bright future, man. I really do. You know, you look at Jared Goff, who did not play bad at all. 4,400 yards passing. 542 rushing yards from DeAndre Swift, who was obviously kind of overshadowed by Jamal Williams, who is no longer in the team. Obviously, Jamal Williams was the leading rusher at 1,066 yards and 17 touchdowns wow man that's crazy a team who i forget has a pretty good uh a pretty good wide receiver room is the detroit lions obviously they lost dj chark this past year and whatnot to carolina but you look at amon or st brown who didn't play all 18 games and he had 1100 receiving yards you look at a guy like uh jameson williams who's looking to come in here and, and make some plays this next year after finally being healthy they got guys like khalif raymond they got guys like josh reynolds tj hawkinson obviously no longer on the team who is their tight end now who is their tight end uh they re-signed alex anzalone which is pretty pretty clutch he was their leading tackler at about 125 tackles on the year brock wright is their tight end could look at him to tight to target a tight end in this draft uh maybe pick 18 I personally think that they're going to shore up their defensive side of the ball, whether that be safety, corner, edge rusher. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez looking to have another cool year. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is going to take a big step up after a pretty good rookie year. So they gained Cameron Sutton out of Pittsburgh. Alex Anzalone, they re-signed. They gained David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears, which is going to help out with that Jamal Williams departure. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Deshaun Elliott, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marvin Jones, and Graham Glasgow. Uh, they lost Amani Oriaria. No, 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 no. I, I was so excited to pronounce this dude's name because I watch MMG all the time. He's a Lions fan. He says Amani Oriar. Oriar. Wow, bro. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not moving on with this episode until I can pronounce bro's name right. I will move on for the fact, but I am coming back to say Amani Oriar. Oriwari. Dude, this is terrible, bro. Um, the Lions also lost Michael Badgley, DJ Chark, Jamal Williams, Jeff Okuda, Gerard Davis, Justin Jackson, and Michael Brockers, along with losing Amani Ori Warrie. Amani Ori Warrie. Oh my God, bro. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking up on YouTube how to pronounce bro's name. I'm looking up on YouTube how to pronounce bro's name. Uh, I just tried to search YouTube. Amani Ori Ori Warrie. Um, can I get somebody to say bro's name? Hold on, bro. Let me check this out. Nope. Nope. It's just not going to say bro's name. <clears throat> how, how to pronounce Amani Oriari or Oriari or Oh my God, bro. This is okay. So this is Penn State. Are you serious, bro? I just got to add on this. Um, starry, bro. Bring me back Sierra Miss, bro. Okay, bro, I don't need to see fans pronouncing it. I want to know how to pronounce it. Oh, my gosh, bro. You think I could just do, like, Google Google Translate? Oh, no, no, hold it. Hold it. Right here it is. Amani Oriari. Amani Oriari. Amani. Amani. 
Oruwarie. Amani Oruwarie. That's going to be good enough for me, bro. I'm so sorry, bro. I can't pronounce bro's name. I'm sorry. And, and I watch MMG all the time pronounce it just so flawlessly. So, like, my, my Amani Oriarie. Oh, my God, bro. Uh, my guy like that is Yannick Ngakwe. I love saying bro's name. But I want to say Amani Oruwarie. Amani Oru. Whatever, bro. I'm so done, bro. I, 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 I'm flabbergasted at this point, bro. Um, but yeah, they lost homeboy. They lost Amani Oreo. Whatever, bro. I'm so I'm whatever, bro. Um, so so what's 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 Detroit gonna do in this draft, man? I think that they could go Bijan Robinson at 18. I think that there's I expect I expect the Lions to have a big first round here. Um, I think it's six or no? Yes, yeah, six. I think it's six. They're gonna go. You know, maybe Jalen Carter, maybe Tyree Wilson, maybe uh, 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 Devin Witherspoon. Um, and then maybe in the pick number 18, they could go Witherspoon or Porter. I think that they're going to go D-line and then corner. I could see them going running back at Bijan Robinson if a team like Chicago passes up on it. Or there's a lot of teams that they could use Bijan, but it'll be interesting to see how Bijan falls. Um, as far as, man, I can't, I can't stress it enough about, about how bright. Bro, I have to come back to it. Amani Ori. Oruwarie, Amani Oruwarie, Amani Oruwarie. That's going to be good enough, bro. I'm so sorry, bro. I, I, I've spent like the past five minutes of this podcast just like trying to figure out how to pronounce bro's name. Sick, bro. Um, and I got I to gotta like turn the page because I keep looking at it and it keeps making me want to pronounce bro's name. Um, but I do think that the Detroit Lions have a super bright future. Shout out Unk. Shout out Coach Hall. Lions fans represent, um, you know, Carolina goes to Ford Field next year and plays Detroit. And I might have to make it out to the game, bro, because we ain't lost to Detroit in a hot minute. Actually, hold up, bro. Now that I got, like, these monitors pulled up, um, I can, like, look stuff up real gooder. You know what I'm saying? Carolina Panthers versus Detroit. Lions all time. Because I want to say Statmuse. Shoresies, bro. Shoresies. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. The Detroit Lions are 3-8 and eight versus Panthers all time. Carolina has beat. Uh, they, they beat Detroit the last two times. Detroit won in 2018. And then Carolina beat them the last two times before that. So, I might have to go to that game. That's that's the moral of the story. I might have to go to that game because Carolina usually plays pretty well against Detroit. And my God, bro, you know how nice it would be to go to a Carolina Panthers game and, and watch them win. I went to Cincinnati. They got blown out. I didn't think it could get worse after the Colts game I went to in 2019 and when they got blown out. But at least I got to see Chris McCaffrey play live. And at least I got to see Luke Keekley play his last road game as a Carolina Panther. So... Take that as you will. But I might go to the game. Could be really interesting to see how that game plays out. I think the Lions have a super bright future. I can see they can be contending in the North next year. And I think that I can see them winning the North in the next couple of years. Maybe next, maybe two years. Maybe Hell, maybe next year, bro. You just don't know how it'll shake out. I still hold the the, the Vikings in pretty high regard, even though they, they looked extremely fraudulent in the playoffs. I still hold them in a somewhat high regard. Nobody reacted to my B-real, but that's crazy, bro. Whatever, man. Um, which moves me to my last team in the NFC North breakdown, which is the Minnesota Vikings headed by 
Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, who threw for 4,547 yards with 29 touchdowns, 51.8 QBR, Dalvin Cook with 1,100 rushing yards, 264 carries and eight touchdowns, and then Jay Jettas, Jefferson, Justin Jay Jettas, Jefferson, whatever, how you want to pronounce it, 1,800 receiving yards, 128 receptions, and eight touchdowns, obviously the offensive player of the year this year. Um, Yeah, man, the Vikings... The Vikings gained Josh Oliver, Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport, Dean Lowry, Greg, Greg Joseph, Grep. I have it typed in my script as Grep Joseph, whatever. Uh, they re-signed Alex Madness, Alexander Mattinson and Garrett Bradbury, and then Amani Oruwarie, whatever. I'm so sorry, bro. Um, I had to because I was flipping the script. Uh, and then they lost Dalvin Tomlinson, Adam Thielen, Patrick Peterson, Irv Smith, and Eric Kendricks. Shout out Adam Thielen, Carolina Panther. You heard, Gunner. <laughs> um, uh, as far as what the Vikings are going to do in this draft, right? I'm not too sure, man. I'm not too sure if they go wide receiver to replace Adam Thielen, but then you look at it from a standpoint of they have K.J. Osborne, who's a pretty good player. Uh, K.J. Osborne had a, had a, some pretty solid games last year. Maybe they go uh, defensive back depth. Um, in this draft, I have them going Zay Flowers at pick number 23. Maybe they go tight end. They lost Irv Smith. You know, what are they going to do? Let me see. Who, who, who is the Vikings? Who is the Vikings tight end right now? Who is the Vikings? Uh, oh, my God. They're not going tight end. They have T.J. Hawkinson. What am I tripping about, bro? I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, bro. Um, but, yeah, man, I would uh, – yeah, please don't yell while I'm recording. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but they, they re-signed Harrison Smith. Um, they still have a pretty solid defense. Um, Daniel Hunter is obviously going to help out on that D-line. Brian Asamoah is – yes, dude. Yes, Brian Asamoah. Jordan Hicks, uh, Marcus Davenport is obviously going to help out that defense. Uh, still, obviously, have a, have a fantastic – bro, I mean, Christian Darisaw, Ed Ingram – Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, Brian O'Neill holding down the offensive line for TJ Hawkinson, CJ Ham, Ham, Ham Boning. I can't say the other thing. I'm going to say whatever. Uh, Jalen Rieger. Oh, I didn't. I forgot they had. Uh, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook. Obviously, is going to help out Minnesota. Um, as far as, you know, getting that offensive production and whatnot. Uh, and then Kirk Cousins. So how long are the Vikings going to stick with Kirk, man? That's my question. You think you think they ride with Kirk for a while? Kirk is Kirk is a lot. I think Kirk is like a uh, like a like a like a name brand version of Ryan Tannehill. Or I would say Ryan Tannehill is the great value to say version of Kirk Cousins because I don't know if Kirk is getting you to a Super Bowl championship, bro. I really don't. You know. But, but who's to say with as talented as offense as, as Minnesota has that he can't, you know? Um, and in the in the draft, I think that they, you know, I have them taking a wide receiver. They could also go uh, defensive back depth. They could also go edge rusher depth. I don't think they're going to go tight end because they have Hawk, even though I have it on my screen or my script. Um, I do think that the Vikings' future is still pretty bright. I think that they're going to have this Super Bowl window. I think, I think Dalvin – or Justin would leave before Dalvin would. But I don't see Justin sticking it out in Minnesota. And I could be completely wrong. I think he, I think he likes it in Minnesota. Hell, I never thought Adam Thielen would leave Minnesota, and he did. Um, but I, I think that Minnesota's got the Super Bowl window that's 
starting to close. I, you know, Kirk is only going to get worse with time. Kirk is old. He's not, he's not going to just make huge strides at this point in his career. So take that as you will, which moves me to my 2023-2024 NFC North predictions. So coming in at dead last, I have the Green Bay Packers. And it goes, you know, without saying, I don't think the Packers' future is very bright. I don't think that they have a whole lot to look forward to. And that's assuming this Rodgers trade goes down. Be nice to see the compensation. I don't personally think they're going to get crazy compensation for it. And this shows my bias, bro, because coming in at number three, I have the Chicago Bears. I was, I was typing out this script, and I was like, who do I think is going to come in last in the North? And I put Chicago down first, but I, I was man enough to be like, look, Chicago's got a bright future. They got a lot more talent and a lot more skill right now than what Green Bay has, and I think Green Bay has better coaches. So I think that's always something that's going to keep things interesting and keep, uh, keep Green Bay in the picture. And maybe Chicago just can never beat Green Bay, you know? Just like, you know, the Saints, when they have a real bad year, you know, they always beat the Falcons. They always beat the Bucks. So maybe the maybe the Bears just can't beat the, the Packers. Um, coming in at number two, this was kind of tough. I, I do have the Detroit Lions. I just think with the Vikings as of right now, and I think if you ask me this in 2024 going into the 25 season, I'm probably switching it up, and I'm probably saying the Lions are going to beat the Vikings. And they may do it this year. But as of right now, I think that the Lions have the brighter future. But I believe that the Minnesota Vikings have the better team as of right now. So I have the Minnesota Vikings coming in at first in the NFC North. The, D- the Detroit Lions coming in at second. I do think that they will still be a playoff team. Uh, and then I have the Chicago Bears coming in at three. And the Green Bay Packers coming in at four. You heard. So that is my NFC North preview for the year and yeah man um next up i am going to talk about some just some news around the league and there's people setting up out here that's why i don't record during the day man usually i record at night uh who's my draft we gonna check out bro uh, okay whatever um so some some free agency and league updates um i think it was what two days ago a day ago um odell bacon jr Signed to the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year, $18 million deal, which is interesting, which brings me to the point of Lamar Jackson leaving. Hell, I don't know now. Because Lamar posted this picture on Instagram of him on FaceTime with, you know, Odell Bacon. And first off, I want to say whoever gave, you know, whatever, John Harbaugh, I don't know who the hell Baltimore's GM is, whoever in this world gave Odell Bacon Jr. $18 million for one point, is criminally insane. He got fleeced. He, you, know, you might as well, bro. Like that, that type of disrespect, bro. Like, uh, man, I wish this wasn't PG. I could really get, dive into it. But uh, whoever gave, whoever in Baltimore said, you know what, we need a wide receiver. So let's go get Odell Bacon, Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Let's give him eighteen million dollars for one year. First of all, one year, one year. You just waiting for this year, and then you'll lose Odell and Lamar. Because if that's what you're doing, you're not going to get a ring out of this team. I'm sorry to say that. You're not going to get a ring out of this team. So what are you doing here? What are you doing here, man? But yeah, man, that was something. Uh, obviously, Odell will not be going to the Jets anymore, which could be interesting. Uh, obviously, that shakes up the Rodgers and the Jets trade. 
Saquon Barkley announced he won't sign his tag before camp. To be completely 100% honest, I don't know what the hell that means. Um, I'm not too sure if he's holding out for contract extension. I, I believe that'll be what it is. Uh, yes, he wants to reach a long-term deal, and he wants – oh, that's the Giants owner. Uh, he, he wants Saquon to be a, a Giant for his whole career. So, yeah, um, if he doesn't pl- – I don't see – I don't know what happens if bro just like straight up doesn't suit up. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually do you release him like in the middle of the year? And we saw that with the Watson and, and, and Houston situation. But, yeah, we don't got to talk about Deshaun Watson because. Um, but, yeah, I think that's interesting. Devin White also requested a trade, the former Pro Bowl linebacker out of Tampa Bay. Could be really interesting. Not too sure. Let me look up Devin White's, you know, production. I think that there's a lot of people in the um, – Wow, I looked up Devin stats and it pulled up Devin Booker. Crazy. Um, so he had 124 tackles this year, five and a half sacks. So not a bad year by any means. You know, not up to his 2020 Pro Bowl year where he had 140 tackles and nine sacks. I think he was also riddled with some injuries. He had two forced fumbles. So Devin White can still still definitely play, you know, the sport of football. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a huge Devin White fan. I would love to see him in Carolina. I don't know if he fits in Carolina with Carolina going Frankie Louvu, you know, Carolina having Shaq Thompson and agreeing to restructure that contract, which freed us have like $24 million in cap cuz. Sheehee. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. This is why, this is why I don't got no friends, bro. Real shit. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be too opposed to seeing. Shaq Thompson in Devin White in Carolina. At least it would bump Eter Gross Mottos out of there, and we could have Frankie as an outside linebacker, Shaq as the other outside linebacker. Uh, yeah, man. And that 3 foe. 3 3 foe. Obviously, Jeremy Chin's. It's, it's not. I'm not. Why am I talking about the Panthers, bro? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously decided to skip his optional workouts. Wow, man. Who, who would have guessed, bro? Who would have guessed? Um, that was pretty much a given. Um, what is this dude saying, bro? Talking about, hey, come over. My mom left. Uh, just hit, bro, with a ratio. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, with, with Hopkins trying to settle on where he's going, and, and he obviously wants traded. Obviously, he didn't expect him to show up to workouts. I think he'd be a fool, too. <sighs> I just don't know what uh, what Hopkins is going to do. Moving on to more Cardinals news. Uh, pick number three that the Arizona Cardinals hold is is actually pretty a pretty hot commodity right now. I mean, I think you're looking at teams like Tennessee. I think you're looking at teams like Car- – or not Carolina, bro. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm car- you're looking at teams like Tennessee. You're looking at teams like Las Vegas, maybe Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's going to trade up. I think – because they said they're going to ride with Ritter and whatnot. <laughs> hey, bro, you do you, bro. You do you, little bro. Um – but, yeah, the Cardinals pick is obviously pretty wanted. You know, you could see Indy trade up one spot to maybe grab Anthony Richardson. God, bro, bro, bro. So I've – look, and I'm going to talk about this a little later, but I've committed to the fact that Anthony Richardson will not be a Carolina Panther. Bro, I, all right, I've committed to it. I've accepted it. It's probably not the right pick. You know me. I got an Anthony Richardson college jersey. It just would have been super cool, super-duper cool. Super-duper cool is crazy. I am 20 years old and just said that, bro. But with that being said, I – 
do think I like I will still lose my mind if Will Levis goes before Anthony Richardson. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, there's just no, there's just no. Oh, finally I got a reaction on my be real sick. Cool beans. Bro, I got whatever, bro. Uh, bro, I'm sorry y'all gotta listen to this, bro. I'm sorry y'all gotta listen to this. And now it just reminds me about Amani Oruaria's name, bro. God, bro. I'm I'm tripping, I'm tripping. All right. Um, yeah, I could see I could see Arizona dealing that pick number three and maybe maybe, you know, trading down a little bit. I, I don't it's weird. I, I if I was Arizona, you want the draft capital, but I wouldn't trade down too far. You know what I'm saying? You still want you still want to, you know, I personally I love Will Anderson. But if you don't rank Will Anderson that high and you want that draft capital, then hey man, do it. Um, another thing I'm not going to touch on as much because it's, it's just more personal. Certain things you just don't, you don't talk too much about. Um, and I don't want to, I just don't want to speak on this situation a whole lot. Um, there's rumors going around that Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, uh, who passed away around a year ago, you know, this time that I think it was actually last weekend, a year ago, last weekend that, you know, he was blackmailed and, you know, right after he passed away, somebody stole his, his, his very expensive watch from him. Man, with this world, I don't want to believe it because I want to believe in this world and the good in this world. But honestly, bro, it would not surprise me at all. Like, there's a lot, a lot of bad people in this world. Um, and, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it because there's a whole bunch of things regarding Dwayne Haskins. And I still just have nothing but prayers and, and empathy for the family and, um yeah, I'm just hoping for the best. So moving on to some of the best remaining free agents. We already talked about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Rocky Sin is still a free agent. Jadavion Clowney. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Amani Oruwarie. Yes, dude. Yes. Dude, I'm, I got it. I just got to remember after the OR, I got to do a U. You know what I'm saying? Because like if I go Amani Oruwarie, then I'll trip it out. But if I remember Amani Oruwarie... Bro, it's raps, bro. But Yannick Ngakwe could still look for Carolina to target him. I don't know what they're waiting for. They signed Eric Rowe. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. I'm chirping. Uh, Dalton Risner is still a free agent. Chris Wormley. Wow. Matthew Ioannidis uh, is still a free agent. Puna Ford. God, I love that name. Puna Ford. Marcus Peters and Justin Houston are all free agents who can still make a, make a, pretty, uh, make a pretty big impact, especially Justin Houston. Especially Justin Houston. What this man Justin put up last year? What this man Justin put out last year? All right, you're just not gonna open the new tab. That's cool. Justin Houston, whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. I can't type. I can't type. Houston stats. Justin Houston, nine and a half sacks, bro. Nine and a half sacks is real solid, bro. This man had 22 in Kansas City in 2014. Bro, been playing for, for 12 years, bro. I had nine and a half sacks last year, but that's real reminiscent. All right, whatever, bro. Moving on to mock draft talk. Right now, I'm actually going to, I've never done this before. I'm going to go over Ryan Wilson's from his mock draft from three hours ago. I'm recording this episode on April 12th at 2.09 p.m. Things of that nature. I'm going to go over his mock draft compared to mine. Um, at number one, he has Carolina taking Bryce Young. At number two, he has the Tennessee Titans trading up. 
and taking C.J. Stroud at pick number three. He has the Colts trading up one spot and taking Anthony Richardson. At four, he has the Arizona Cardinals taking Will Anderson. At pick five, he has Jalen Carter going to Seattle. Pick number six, he has Luke Van Ness going to Detroit. The edge out of Iowa. Pick number seven, Tyree Wilson going to Vegas at Eight, he has Christian Gonzalez going to Atlanta. Pick number ten or pick number nine, he has Paris Johnson going to Chicago. Pick number ten, he has Devin Witherspoon going to Philadelphia. Pick number eleven, he has Jackson Smith and Jigba going to Ohio State. At pick number twelve, he has Houston grabbing Peter Skronsky going to Houston. Actually, he has Houston not taking a quarterback in this draft. Very, very interesting. Broderick Jones going to the Jets at pick number 13. Darnell Wright going to New England at pick number 14. Miles Murphy, the defensive end out of Clemson, going to um, Green Bay, sorry, out of Clemson at pick number 15. Deontay Banks going to Washington. At pick number 16, Joey Porter going to Pittsburgh. Pick number 17, Brian Brees going to Detroit at pick number 18. Osiris Torrance going to Tampa Bay at pick number 19. Pick number 20, Nolan Smith going to the Seahawks. Pick number 21, Bijan Robinson going to the Chargers. Pick number 22, Quentin Johnson going to the Ravens. Pick number 23, the Minnesota Vikings taking Will Levis. Pick number 24, Brian Branch going to Jacksonville. Pick number 25, Jordan Addison going to the Giants. Pick number 26, Sam Laporta going to Dallas. Pick number 27, Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of Arkansas, going to Buffalo. Pick number 28, they have Michael Mayer going to Cincinnati. Pick number 29, they have Keon White, defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech, going to the New Orleans Saints. Pick number 30, B.J. Ojulari, the edge out of LSU, going to Philadelphia. And wow, pick number 31, Darnell Washington, the tight end out of the freak tight end out of Georgia going to Kansas City. Real interesting. So now I'm going to give the actual 100% accurate mock draft. This got to be 5.0, ain't it? This got to be 5.0. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check. It's 5.0, ain't it? Hey, it's our ball, ain't it? It's our ball. It's our ball, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? That uh, that uh, LeBron, that little, little, little wowzers. That little LeBron clip. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, this is Mock Draft 5.0. This is Mock Draft 5.0. Uh, at pick number one, I have Carolina taking Bryce Stroud, the quarterback out of Alabama. Pick number two, I have the Houston Texans taking C.J. Stroud. Pick number three, Will Anderson going to the Cardinals. Pick number four, I have Anthony Richardson going to the Colts. Pick number five, I have Jalen Carter going to the Lions. Pick number six, I have Tyree Wilson going to the... What did I say Tyree Wilson's first name was earlier? What did I say this bro's name? What, 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 uh, I just said Wilson. Okay. Uh, maybe I did say his first name and then what I actually said. But uh, pick number seven, I have Will Levis going to the Raiders. Pick number eight, I have Quentin Johnston going to the Falcons. At pick number nine, I have Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Bears. Pick number 10, I have Brian Branch going to the Eagles. Pick number 11, I have Peter Skronsky going to the Tennessee Titans. Pick number 12, I have Kalijah Kansi going to the Texans. Pick number 13, I have Paris Johnson going to the Jets. 14, I have Luke Van Ness going to the Patriots. Pick number 15, I have Michael Mayer going to the Packers. Pick number 16, I have Devin Witherspoon going to the Washington Commanders. Pick number 17, I have Darnell Wright going to the Steelers. Pick number 18. I think I already said the Steelers. What did I say the Steelers for? I don't know. I'm tripping. Pick number 18. I have Christian Gonzalez going to the Detroit Lions. Pick number 19. I have Dalton Kincaid going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pick number 20. I have Miles Murphy going to the Seahawks. Pick number 21. I have Joey Porter Jr. going to the Chargers. 22. I have Deontay Banks going to the Baltimore Ravens. Pick number 23. I have Zay Flowers 
going to the Minnesota Vikings. Pick number 24, I have Nolan Smith going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pick number 25, I have Jordan Addison going to the New England, New England, New York Giants. I'm sorry. Pick number 26, I have Bijan Robinson going to the Dallas Cowboys. 27, I have Emmanuel Forbes going to the Buffalo Bills. 28, I have Brian Brees going to the Cincinnati Bengals. 29, I have Will McDonald IV going to the Saints. Pick number 30, I have Osiris Torrance going to the Philadelphia Eagles. And pick number 31, Felix Nduki Uzama, the edge out of Kansas State going to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I had some big shakeups out of this last one. To be frank, to be wowzers. To be completely honest, I had, uh, I mean, let's let's address the elephant in the room, right? So all this draft process, I've been saying, you know, screw this. Jalen Carter, is he going to fall? I don't, I'm not too sure, you know. Obviously, he had, the, he had the incident with him on the road and him driving, you know, reckless driving, whatever it was. Um, you know, there was reports that teams have taken him off of their draft board. I don't know how much faith and, and thought I put into that. You know, everything can all be smoke screens and rumors until, you know, something actually happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't personally know. And, and the big thing was Vegas. Um, did Vegas take him off their draft board? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I mean, I, I don't think so because they are hosting him for a top 30 visit. I don't think that you have... Um, a guy on a top 30 fit is it if he's not on your draft board. You know what I'm saying? So um, you can do that as as you will. Some people think that um, he's going to fall, that Jalen Carter is going to fall. Personally, I don't know if I think that. I think that Jalen Carter is still a pretty special talent. I don't see him getting past Seattle. Maybe Seattle, maybe if Richardson drops and, and Seattle doesn't take him, I don't see him getting past Detroit. And yeah, I don't, I don't see him dropping too far. I don't see him dropping too far. But now I'm going to go back and talk about the Carolina Panthers and their, so man, and really the whole quarterback draft process, it doesn't just affect the Carolina Panthers, but obviously that's, it's my team. It's what I talk about a lot. It's what I spend a lot of time doing. It's talking about them. Um, so the title of this episode is episode 14. Uh, major distributions. Major distributions, man. My. Hold up, bro. Hold up, y'all. Y'all thought you was y'all thought you was safe. Um. Oh no. Oh no. I'm fumbling. Da, 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 Sorry, bro. Major distributions, man. My label on my dime. for real. All right, all right, all right. That's about it. That's about it. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. That 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 essentially had nothing to do with what. It's just the title of the episode. That's why it's titled it. Because there's some major distributions in the draft, bro. That doesn't even make sense, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Now I gotta change the title of this episode, bro. It would be major disturbances. Bro, and that's a weak title, bro. Man, major distributions made no sense, bro. Because I was going to say that there's some disturbances on top of the quarterback, you know, whole situation in the draft. There being some distributions distributions in the top of the quarterback draft makes absolutely no sense. Makes zero sense. Makes negative one sense, as a matter of fact. But regardless, man, I'll figure out the title. You guys obviously see it. <laughs> wow. 
And, and like, I'm not going to cut that out, bro. Like, like y'all are going to see it, bro. That's crazy. Um, man, my reasoning of why Carolina is taking Bryce Young. So I'm going to sound fake. I'm going to sound like I'm backtracking off this. You guys know how I felt about Bryce Young, how he's the most pro-ready guy. I never looked at Bryce Young as really as an option. It was always between Stroud and Richardson. Um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff coming out that Carolina loves Bryce Stroud. Bryce Stroud, Jesus, bro, I'm losing out. I'm, I'm clinically insane. There's a lot of reports coming out that Carolina really, really likes Bryce Young. And, you know, if it was one here or there, like it's been in the past, I'd be like, ah, all right, whatever, bro. But it's like everybody, bro. Carolina is hosting, I believe, today or tomorrow, Will Levis and CJ Stroud on a top 30 visit. They hosted Anthony Richardson two days ago, Bryce Young yesterday, and then they cram Stroud and Levis in on one day. Interesting. Um, could it just be that it's the only time that they worked out a time to get them all together? It very easily could be. Could it also be, you know, they just don't think that much about them. That could also be. I don't, I just don't know what, what, I mean, I tweeted this out, bro. I said, whoever the agenda is for the Panthers, they milk the hell out of it. I said, Anthony Richardson was the condo chronicles. We talked about, talked about that. CJ Stroud was all the OSU Ohio state university pro day where they milked the hell out of that. And was like, Oh my God, they're in love with CJ Stroud. And now it's this week with Bryce young, you know, they find anything to fit their narrative. I personally am not sure. Now I don't know the betting odds have changed, which don't mean anything, but now, if you're asking me who I'm betting my house on, I think I would give it to Young, man. And, and that shakes it up. You know, does Houston like Stroud at two? Does Houston go Will Anderson at two? Does it give a chance for somebody to trade up? Now is the quarterback room going to fall? Now is Carolina going to reassess? Do, do guys just not like Stroud? I mean, it's, it's interesting, bro. But I've seen a lot of people endorse, you know, Bryce Young and everything and here, look, bro, you guys obviously know I love Richardson. Bro, I, pre, I I honestly have no preference who Carolina goes. Regardless, I want them to succeed. I think Bryce Young now is probably the best pick. I just never really looked into Bryce Young. I've never, you know, really watched his tape. I, I, I just was more enamored with C.J. Stroud, I guess. I never just did research on Bryce Young, and I think that Young is the right, right pick. You're getting a lot of people endorsing him, and I think he will be the pick for Carolina as of right now, but hell, next week that could change, man. <laughs> really good, bro. Um, when I was going to record this episode last week, nothing would have changed with my mock draft as far as Carolina. But it trades, it changes now. So it's interesting to see how it works out. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, sorry about the uh, little back and forth uh, issue when it came to whether it was Amani Ori or... I can't do it anymore, bro. Bro, I can't do it anymore. Amani Oruwarie. Amani Oruwarie. Amani Oruwarie. Amani Oruwarie. Amani Oruwarie. Damn, that could be a little beat. You know what I'm saying? Get a little snapping in there. Whatever, bro. Regardless if it was Amani, Amani Oruwarie, regardless if it was my little tangent about oh, what? Looking up stats, tripping out on that. Um, and probably the worst of all the major distributions, major disturbances. I'm probably going to change the title to like major shakeups, major chaos, <laughs> but I'm not cutting it out, bro, because I look like, I look like a buffoon. I look like a donut. So, uh, I, I do appreciate you guys for listening and, and getting through all that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to close it off for episode 14 of that six. Can't tell you guys how nice it is to be back in the booth and talking about what I love with all of you guys. 
I, I again want to invite you guys listening to follow me on Twitter or TikTok under at that six podcast um, or my personal Instagram at Kyler.Bills. Hey, man, we're getting real close. Draft is in about 15 days, 15, 14 days, 16 days, something like that. I always do a draft live stream if you're interested in seeing that. Just just follow me. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably th- throw you a follow back. Um, if there's anybody listening who doesn't, I don't really know in person, that'd actually be super cool. Uh, yeah, just just let me know. Follow me, DM me, whatever you want to do. Um, I think that'd be really cool to, to get to engage with you guys. Um, but yeah, man, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.